The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. <laughs> what kind of bumper stickers do you have on your car? CarpenterRantsPod at gmail.com I have one that says watch more horror movies. Oh, from our pals over at Studio House Studio Designs. House Designs. Yeah, I'm repping. Mm-hmm. I stay repping. Keep that thing on you. Mm-hmm. I also have a Darth Vader on there. I wouldn't necessarily have the Darth Vader, but Grayson loves it, so. People are just like, man, this dude loves Darth Vader. And I do. But I don't. I wouldn't have necessarily put it on there. Just for myself. I have King Kong on one side, Godzilla on the other, and Ghostface on the top of yeah. my back window. My back window. <laughs> I eat ass. <laughs> uh, Does your back window say that? CarverRanspot at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll help you spread the word. And them cheeks, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it's our family episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hope your kids are listening. <laughs> Just a heads up. Don't ever, if you have children, don't ever listen to this show with them. Don't. Yeah, it's not for them. Um, but the movies might be for them this month uh, as we're covering uh, in our new limited series. <laughs> Uh, Rantmation. Uh, we're talking about horror animated movies. Did you say Rant Nation? <laughs> Rantmation. What in Rant Nation? <laughs> <laughs> That's what our fans are called. All six of them. The Rant Nation. <laughs> um, no, uh, we're Rantmation, where we're discussing uh animated, animated horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a fun little month and uh, we're kicking things off uh, with my pick uh, this week we are talking about Coraline mm-hmm. based on the Neil Gaiman book Coraline now I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan um, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now I've got pretty much everything he's ever written Um I like this book a lot. Um, he wrote another book called The Graveyard Book, which is um, basically the jungle book. But instead of a little boy being abandoned and raised by the jungle, a little boy is abandoned in a graveyard and raised by ghosts. And mm-hmm. it is so good. And how that it hasn't been turned into some sort of movie for kids yet, I, I don't understand. Um, It'll probably be a stop motion movie by the, the same folks. It needs to Sometime be. Sometime soon. It needs to be. It is It is an excellent book. Um, and I, I think it'd be really good. And American Gods is a book that I read. Um, maybe not every year, but maybe every other year. I, I've read that book several, several times. Um, I love Neil Gaiman. I love The Sandman, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just, just, every, just about everything he's ever done. I, I'm just a big fan of the guy. And so when this movie came out, um, I was excited to see it. I saw it theatrically, um, and uh, and I own it, and I shared it with my five year old this time. 
and he loved it. Nice. Cool. Yeah, he was, you know, movies with him, even animated movies, they're hit or miss, you know, like, he's got a short attention span, so I never know what's going to, what's going to grab him, but man, he was, he was into Coraline, and he was like, where is this? And I'm like, well, it's on Apple TV. He goes, okay, then I can watch it every day, and I'm like, I guess, if that's what you want to (laughs) do. Because that's what he does when he finds something new that he likes. He watches it 30 times in a row. Doug, you you understand how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. We're still watching Luca. We're on like 57 times now. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I like this movie quite a bit. Have you guys ever seen this movie before? Yes. This is my first time. Well, when it came out, um, in the theater, it was a 3D film experience, which I remembered when I was watching it today because there are definite moments where something comes at the camera like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I hate, especially after the fact. Once no one's watching it in 3D anymore, once the it's just 3D shot, yeah. Once it's just like you're watching it at home and you're like, ugh. It looks so dumb. Even in the theater, that wouldn't have looked cool. It just would have been the thing that's like, it's coming out of the screen. Um, But aside from that, I still uh, enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, And we're going to break it down. Uh, Doug, why don't you give us some fat Coraline beats? I sure will. This here film came out. February 6, 2009. Directed by Henry Selick. Written by Henry Selick. Based on the uh, novel Coraline by Neil Gaiman, like we just said. Or short story, whatever it is. It's a short novel. There you go. And with a budget of $60 million. It brought back 125 million. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> Henry Selleck also directed uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was produced by Leica. Um, and they make a lot of stop motion films. Um, they also did Paranorman. They also did Kubo and the Two Strings. I don't know if you guys have seen Kubo and the Two Strings, yes, but I have not seen that one. I've oh man, Norman. dude, Kubo fucking rules! I love that movie. Um, they also made the Box Trolls, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one. And they made Missing Link. It was like a Sasquatch movie, which I also haven't seen, but that one's on Hulu, so I need to check it out. But I love. Uh, I love their style of animation. I love, uh, I'm a big stop motion fan. And these are like fully like, like animatronic, like stop motion, like dolls that they build. Like when, if you watch Paranorman, like during the credits of the film, they show you how to like build the, like build the doll and like how they change the faces out. There's an after credit scene in Coraline like that too. Oh, is there? Mm-hmm. Well, hell. I may have stopped it too soon. <clears throat> I didn't watch. 
Definitely. In, I think they do it in Kubo, too. They must do it in all their movies. Um, Super intricate process. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just so much work. But then, like, when you when you see it animated, I mean, it just looks incredible. Um, I, I love the looks of these movies. I love just the, I don't know, I love the style of animation. Um, I love it. It's a, it has to be a labor of love because it's so much work to do this when you could just computer generate stuff, but they're building models and sets and stuff in a real world. Um, oh yeah. They, they definitely have to enjoy their job to do this. Cause man, I'm sure it took years and years and years to complete this. <clears throat> definitely. And I, and look, I appreciate, um, animation. I love, I love what Pixar does. I, I think, um, I think soul looked really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I, I just I, all that stuff's super impressive. I'm not knocking it, but to to create something like this, to build those things like in real life, and then like film them, and you know, when they could have easily just animated all that, like it just adds that extra layer of uh, uh, passion to it. I think, and it's just, I don't know. I think it comes through. I really enjoy it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, this is my first time seeing this, and um, this is probably hands down the best stop motion animation flick I've ever seen. Just yeah. like in, in production and uh, just how everything came together, design, all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it's really impressive. Um, Extremely impressive. Yeah, you're you're gonna want to check out Kubo. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that one. I just hadn't gotten around to it. Kubo is like, there's like oceans and waves and stuff in that movie. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck they did this. I can't even begin to comprehend um, how they made this movie. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's really impressive. This one is, this one is gorgeous. I, I love this movie so much. Also, this movie is terrifying. <laughs> This movie's dark. Yeah. I don't know how it got by becoming a kid's movie. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just like Grayson was, Grayson was pretty freaked out, but he was also like captivated. Like he couldn't turn away, but he was definitely like when the, when the other parents show up with like buttons for eyes, he's like, uh, what? <laughs> Not thrilled. That's the least <clears throat> creepy thing of the whole fucking movie. Oh my god, I know. Um, all right. Well, uh Coraline and her family uh move into a uh, they rent Pink this house. Palace. Yeah, it's like a boarding house basically. Um they have, you know, people renting different parts of the house. There's like a guy renting the apartment in the attic and there's some actresses renting the apartment in the basement Coraline and her parents who are writers who are writing a gardening catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very specific um, they move into the main house <clears throat> and you know right away you know uh, it's established that Coraline's parents don't really have any time for her and they're kind of mean to her also yeah, she she the, she's more of a nuisance to them than a daughter. Yeah, they're just like 
you know, they're busy working and she's in the way and they're super short with her, just bothered that she even exists. And she's just a kid. She's just trying to entertain herself. Um, and so she, uh, she meets another child, uh, who lives nearby YB. Yep. Uh, which is short for Wyborn, which is a brutal name. <laughs> Man, Just... it's fucking dark. Yeah, like his name is Wyborn. It was rough. Um, now he wasn't in the book, right? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, certainly. I, I want to. Th- I think he was just made up for the the movie. It's possible. I haven't read this in a while. I got the book right here in my hand. All right, now everybody, listen to me read it. <sighs> <laughs> um, I know the cats in the book, so maybe YB was added for the movie. Either way, um, you know he's kind of a he's kind of a weird kid. Um, lives with his grandma, and he's just a little off. You know, obviously, I think you'd have a complex too if your parents named you Wyborn. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, Coraline uh, is exploring her new house. One day, she finds this tiny door. And um, opens Should we it. mention that she is surrounded by very unattentive and cold, distant parents that really just can't be bothered to make time for their child? Yeah. Really sad. Yeah. They have no time for her at all. And she finds this door, opens it. There's a brick wall behind it. You know, oh, well, I guess that's weird. But then at nighttime, uh, the door opens. And she uh, crawls through it to a different version of her house. It's well, the same word to it. She yes. Does, she wants to crawl through it, but it's bricked up, like we said. But um, when she's asleep, these weird floating mice enter her room and she follows them. Excuse me. Yes. And she goes through the door takes her to like a different version of her own house um it's the same house but it's like everything looks nicer yeah it's brighter bright colors it's more welcoming full of yeah it's, it's full uh, of nice the original apartment and... is gray and dull and just kept and just you don't want to be there yeah and um she meets uh her other mother which looks exactly like her mother, except she has black buttons for eyes. Like, and sewed onto her mood. face. Yeah, she's like excited to see her and she's like cooking all this food. That was the other thing. Back at her real house, her mom just like warmed up a bunch of like soggy vegetables. <laughs> Put some soggy chard well, on a plate. Cook. Uh, she said the oh, dad her dad cooked. cooked. Yeah, cleans. that's right. And he just fucking heated up some clop and yeah he's boiled some chard <laughs> i don't know if you've ever eaten chard but it is repulsive 
Um, yeah, so she goes to the the other mother's like cooked this like seven course meal and like baked all these treats and she's so excited to see Coraline and she's not a nuisance at all. And then um, she meets her other father and he's like, um, you know, he's playing that self-playing piano. And he's, uh, you know, everything's kind of bright and cartoony and they're happy to see her and they love her. And um, and then she stays and eats with them, which is wild. But I guess she's not getting any attention at home. So, I mean, clearly the people with buttons sewn into their face <laughs> are off kilter. And I would not be eating the food that they gave me. These weren't, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she, uh, but she stays and she has a great night with them and she feels really good and they tuck her into bed at night and then she wakes up the next morning in her own bed. Back in the real world. Yes. And assuming that it was all a dream once she goes downstairs and the, the walls bricked back up. Because you would. Mm-hmm. Did we did we mention that YB gave her a doll? Uh, we did not in her own likeness pretty early on. We did not. Um, YB gives her this doll that he found in his grandmother's trunk or something, and it's literally her, like same coat, same hair. Yeah, and he's like, isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Man, odd. Speaking of the doll, I loved that opening credit sequence. It was like, mm. I love those like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory style. Like, I love the making of things. The making, yes. I love that shit. And that opening credits sequence is so good. It's 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 so well placed too because that's what it opens up on. There's no credits or anything. It comes up with that, and you see this weird ass these needle hands making this yes. doll that looks like Coraline. And if you've never seen it before, don't know what you're going into, you don't know what this is going to be. Like, you don't know that that, that doll is the main character. And you're like, what the fuck does this got to do with anything? And it has everything to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't cover that at all. But um, yeah, that whole that whole opening sequence is, is really well done. And again, it's all done in this like beautiful stop motion animation. Um, Coraline interacts with, um, her, uh, her neighbors. So the man upstairs, uh, is like a circus man. <laughs> Mr. Bobinski. Bobinski. He's training these, uh, circus mice that we don't see, but, um, they're learning, uh, they're learning like circus tricks and shit. And um, and then he's quite the uh, eccentric gentleman. Yes, and he's like the the mice have a message for you. They said stay away from from the other mother. Um, do not go through the little door. Do not go through the little door. He's like, do you know what they're talking about? And she's like, no. And he's like, oh, good, because they thought your name was Coraline when obviously it's Caroline. <laughs> Well, she was um, like, wait, the door behind the wallpaper? And then he slams the door. Yes. Um, 
Excuse me. And she meets her downstairs neighbor. I can't oh, remember their names. I don't um, either, but the actresses. Yes, and they uh, they have her drink some tea so they can read her tea. Essentially, yes. like reading her palm um, to tell her fortune, and they warn her about some danger. Yes. Yeah, they're uh, they're like twin sisters. Miss Spink and Miss Forcible. Forcible, there you go. Yep. Yes, and then what happens after that? She runs into YB. Um, he's outside in that weird fog hunting banana slugs, and he um, mentions something about, a, a little bit more about his grandmother, that she had a twin sister. Uh, like Coraline invites him into the house and he says we don't go in there something about disappearance of his grandmother's twin sister as a kid oh yeah Mm -hmm. and then nighttime Coraline leaves some cheese out for those mice so she can follow them back into the doorway that's where we see that really cool like garden scene and we meet other other YB Yes. Um, yeah, like the whole garden is like alive and it's shaped like Coraline's face. And really cool. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, her dad, her second dad, is riding a giant bug through the garden. And yeah. All these flowers are blooming once the bug passes by. It just seems like a paradise. And then we do meet. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. We do meet the other YB who doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. He was made unable to talk. We also yeah. meet other Bobinski and his really cool circus setup. Yeah, so we go mm-hmm. to the circus and we see like all the different cool shit that the mice can do. And it's all like they wear cute little hats and they march and play horns and shit. And it's all like, you know, these fantastical versions of like the very dreary kind of boring life that she leads. Like everything is the same, but just better and more magical and more fun and more Mm -hmm. perfect and, you know, designed. So maybe you would want to stay there forever. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Coincidence. (laughs) And then she wakes up to this stark, horrible reality of this unattentive parents that won't buy her colorful gloves to wear to school. And she starts getting really resentful toward her like real parents. And then enjoying her other parents more so. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just, just goes to show you kids that, you know, your parents may be old and boring and hate their lives and resent you, but at least they're not going to try to rip your eyeballs out. So you should really appreciate your parents. I tell my kids that every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grayson today was looking at my beard and he was like, because I've let my beard grow back out. And he's like, you have a lot of white hair in your beard. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, what does that mean? I said, it means, I said, it means I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm just getting older. Um, yeah, so let's see. 
as she as the cat spoke because she interacted with the cat in the it's other a, world. The next, it's the next scene. Okay. <clears throat> well, well, the cat came along when she first met Wiley in the real yeah. world. Because she's all like, "Is that your cat?" And he was like, "Uh, kinda." He's an outside cat. I take care of him. He follows me around. And we also get a glimpse of the the whale yes. in the field. Can we talk about how uh like the our first intro to YB, like at the very beginning, that was really fucking scary. Yeah. He's like on yeah. his little motorbike yeah motorbike or whatever and it's like making these really loud noises and he's wearing the spooky looking helmet yes that was yeah he's got this the skull helmet on with these weird goggles and that was he like comes out of the woods out of nowhere and he just be prepared the shit out of for me. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean the movie is like super unsettling and scary it really is. It's it's really dark, and I I don't I don't see how this was marketed to kids. <laughs> but yeah, that's when we meet YB and the cat, and he also shows you the whale that has been boarded up, and he he was like, they say it's bottomless, and he just tells like a fantastical story about the whale. And you're like, all right, whatever, but guess what comes back into play later in the film? I'm. It might be the whale. <gasps> Um, yeah, so uh, in the, uh, I guess the cat moves back and forth between the worlds also. Yeah, he has the ability to go back and forth. And in the other world, he can speak. And he's voiced by Keith David. I know, it's such a delight. <laughs> and I immediately think of his giant swollen hand in the thing when he broke his hand. <laughs> Dude, one I, I've seen the thing a million times, <laughs> and I ruined it for you. <laughs> noticed it until we did our episode on it. Check out the archives, and you pointed out that before they started filming, he broke his hand, and he's wearing <laughs> that glove, and his hand is swollen, and it's as big as his fucking head. And now every time I watch the thing, I can't help but watch that fucker's hand. <laughs> Just wait to see if you see it. <laughs> you it's... can't help but see it. It's bigger than the fucking dog monsters are fighting. <laughs> They stuck this black glove on it, I guess, to like not draw attention to it, which works because I never noticed it either until. Um, well, it's all I can see. Yeah, no, I ruined. I I ruined it. Called hand. <laughs> <laughs> In the movie where that hand and Kurt Russell fight those aliens. <laughs> Quaker Oak dude's in it too. That hand and Kurt Russell. <laughs> so anyway, Keith David is the cat. And uh, he's talking to Coraline. Um, and what are they talking about? He's just kind of basically explaining how he can... He's, he's explaining himself and basically how he... He's given all these cryptic messages saying that things aren't really what they seem they are. And, you know, just watch out. And she's like, whatever, cat. God bless you, cat. <laughs> you go fuck yourself, cat. 
we've moved on to stealing Kyle Kinane's jokes. <laughs> yeah. No longer I'm stealing say, Pat that's, that's not Pat Oswald. I know it's not. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, then what happens? Yeah, well, this cat leads her into a theater full of dogs. Oh, yeah, and then they watch the show, which is... This, yeah, this is where we meet the button versions of the the basement apartment sisters. Yeah, and their risque outfits. Yes. <laughs> and that woman's gigantic teats. Again, <laughs> don't know how this is a kid's movie. Yeah. This yeah. woman is topless wearing pasties, and she's like 80 years old. And then she has just about but she has giant fake boobs that they had to build on that doll. Like they had to build that doll and then animate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. A set of great New York boobs. <sighs> Hilarious. <laughs> I about that. Great New York boobs. Boobs. <laughs> oh. But yeah, they're right. watching this show. Yeah. And all these uh the, the real sisters back home have all these Scottish terriers. They have three, and then there's a bunch of stuffed ones on the wall because they just they love Every them time. so much they can't part with them. So when they die, they have them stuffed, so they're there yeah. with them. So the button versions of the sisters, all those dogs are still alive, but they have angel wings and can fly around, and they're in this they occupy this giant theater where they watch the show that they put on that literally goes on forever. Yeah. And there's breaks here and there, but the show never stops. And this scene in particular, where she watches the scene, there's some mesmerizing shit going on. The the song and stuff is super silly, and it goes on a little too long for my taste, but just the all the stuff they're pulling off yeah. in this sequence is fucking... With the animation... Well, it, it'll just leave you like whoa what the fuck it's just that had to take a year by itself for this whole sequence it's There's so much shit so many little details everywhere yeah it's incredible and then like during the performance the sisters like unzip their bodies and like mm-hmm. come out you know young and thin again they're, all, they're younger selves yeah really crazy very trippy this whole sequence yeah it is everything in the other world is kind of like just kind of uh trippy is the right word like it's just kind of off center and it's fantastical yeah and it's so it's mesmerizing but it's also like it's unrealistic but it's so entertaining that you know you get caught up in it i guess it's all it's all to catch children's imagination and make them fall in love with the surroundings and want to stay there forever. Yep. Cause we'll find out why here soon. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, is this the scene where they tell her that she can stay forever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she mm-hmm. goes back, she's had the best time and the best food and she's just loving it. And she loves being there and they tell her that she can stay forever. And she's like, really, I can? Because, you know, she's so unhappy in her real life. And they're like, yeah, sure. All you have to do is uh, soak these buttons onto your eyeballs. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah, she was like, no, actually, I don't want to do that at all. And the dad goes, don't worry, it's so sharp. 
he won't even feel it. Yeah. And um, you know, she's like she's like, nah, I'm gonna go to bed. Like she doesn't even eat dinner. And um she barricades herself in her bedroom up there. And she goes to sleep because every time she goes to sleep, she wakes up back home. Only this time when she wakes up, she's still there. Mm-hmm. Like she's trapped there now. I guess she's been there yeah, too now long. She's trapped in button world. Yeah. So she has to sneak back through the door, which involves like going down into the house and like sneaking around. Um, and we see the uh, we see the other father like with the self playing piano, and now he's like, it, it's almost like he's. Uh, we uh, well, we find out that the the other mother like created all this. Like none of this is real. So when you see the other father this time, like it's like she's tired or worn out or whatever. So he's like droopy and he's not behaving the way that he's supposed to, and um. It's like the world is starting to kind of crumble a little bit. Yeah. And he tells her some stuff that that he shouldn't in the piano. Yeah. Um and then uh and then what happens? It's when you see that reveal of like other mother getting real weird. I was just when she starts to t- get all like tall and lanky and shit yes she gets yeah. getting really aggressive toward Coraline trying to force her to stay and she just grows really tall like super gaunt and just emaciated looking it's well, very she, creepy she, Coraline wanders into the place where the, the little door is and she's going to go through it and the, the mother is in there and she's she gives her a little monologue about you know how she should stay here and all this all while she's eating bugs and uh, that's when she starts to change, because Coraline's all like, "You know, this this is this ain't this this isn't a place for me. I want to go back." And she's all like, "No, though." Was actual line of dialogue? Um, and she throws Coraline in that magical timeout closet, and that's where she finds the oh, the ghost shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she also learns that they were, they were lured there after they were gifted a doll in their likeness that spied on their sad lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and they can't escape without their eyes. So she she gets out of there. Um, she gets through the door. She goes back home. She's safe. And everything seems like it's going to be okay, except that she can't find her parents anywhere. Like, they're missing. And then she even, like, oh, dude, the scene where she builds her parents out of the pillows and, like, sleeps in between oh, them is man. so bad. sad. Because she didn't appreciate them, and now they're not there, and she's alone, and she's scared, and she misses them. That scene was devastating to me. Look, we're, the, it is, and I, I 100% agree with you. But we're glossing over how fucking frightening these ghost kids are. Oh, yes. When she gets thrown in there with them, they just appear. And they got... And they, they are unsettling. They're yeah. dead children floating around with yeah. buttons sewn to their fucking faces. And these frozen faces uh, of, like, they're scared to death. That's what they look like. Yeah. And when they talk, their mouths don't move. 
and they just sit there and the floating effect that they that had to have been cg or something i don't know how they did pulled that if it was a real puppet type thing but it was it was it really had good. It has to be some sort of hybrid some it sort of after effect done on the puppet but they're giving her all these warnings like you know if you can get out get the fuck out because um she's basically a a witch that collects children's souls yeah through their eyeballs somehow I don't think it was through their eyes. I think she just took their souls. And, you know, um, they always say eyes are a window to the soul. Maybe she mm. took the eyes out so the soul could not enter the body again somehow. Maybe. I don't know. That's just me thinking too hard about it. I think it's a good thought. Well, she she gets away. She finds out that her parents aren't there. And then realizes that um, the other mother has taken her parents. And and she wants a doll in their likeness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if she wants to get them back, um, she's going to have to go and and outsmart the the other mother. Yes. There's also that point where she meets... Uh, we skipped over this too, but the other YB like looks sad, and then the other mother like clamps his fucking mouth open into a smile. Yeah, he's got like a Joker grin going on. Yeah. Um, but he's not. He ain't having any of this shit. He tries to help her get out of there. Yeah. Anyway, so she decides she has to go back. Um. And is it the cat who tells her that she likes to play games? Yeah. The cat yes. is the cat knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. It yeah. just has to be so cryptic and shit. Just fucking tell me so I can get my shit and leave, dude. Yeah, he's like, she likes to play games, you can challenge her to a game. Um and so she challenges her to a finding game. Um where she's going to find the eyes of the ghost children. And if she finds them all, then the other mother has to let her go and give her parents back. And if she doesn't, then she'll stay there forever and, and sew the buttons into her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, then, she's, then she hunts through, you know, the world there looking for the the ghost children's eyes like one of them is one of the circus balls for the circus mice well she she goes back to the real world and visits the sisters again yeah and um she kind of tells them what's going on without actually telling them what's going on and they're all like oh well it sounds like you need to do some serious like soul surgeon so here take this thing and it's this little rock with a hole in it so rock hole Look through this, and it'll open up your eyes to things that are may or you may or may not be able to see. So she's like, "I right. grabs it, heads on back." Yep. And when she looks through it, it shows her um, 
you know, she can see like when an item is actually, you know, the the eyes of the ghost children. Mm-hmm. So that's how she knows that one of them is the circus ball. Another one it's is her in the uh, the it's hidden in the fake Mr. Bobinski. Bobinski. Yep. Yeah, like it's literally inside of him, and like you never really saw the the fake one like kind of up close, but when you do, it's he's just made of mice. Yeah, jump out at her and shit. Yeah, they're mice and like his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to sneak into an R-rated movie. <laughs> um, well, they didn't have to. They made this one PG for children. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, so... Uh, she gets that one. Oh, the cat actually kills that mouse. Uh, and the mice are actually rats, by the way. In the other yeah. world. They're like disguised as mice, but they're actually rats. And the cat kills one. And she gets the eye. The other eye was in the sister's basement. It was like on a ring they were wearing. Which they were like taking a break from their show and they were in a cocoon trying to like re-energize themselves. Yeah. Really weird. They were like intertwined as one. So she had to like sneak into that cocoon and grab that ring from them. And they burst out of it. It's lots of lots of jump scares in this this flick. This thing is nightmare fuel, man. Like this stuff it really is, is. This stuff is haunting. <laughs> um, and I don't remember where the third one was. I don't either. I'm blanking on it too. Where was the third one? Can't remember. I know she finds it though. I don't remember. But she finds it. Um, but the other thing is she also has to find her parents. And so... Um, they had now Krampus style. Yeah, they're in the snow yeah. globe. Yeah. And she sees them, but the ghosts, the little ghost children are like, you know, be clever because she's, she's not going to let you leave here. Mm. Um so uh even though she knows they're inside the snow globe she tells the other mother that they're inside the little door that connects the worlds and so she opens it to prove to her that they aren't in there and that she lost and that's when we're jumping over real quick is now that the other mother her name is bedlam yes we we see her in her true form oh yeah with the needle hands She's like a spider witch with needle yes. hands, like sewing needles make up her hands and arms. And uh, she has like a Cruella de Vil looking slash spiders slash snake slash needles. <laughs> very, <laughs> very needles. intricate, freaky ass design. Yeah, she's super fucked up looking. This is um, scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she tricks her into opening that door and she throws the cat at her. So the cat's like scratching her face up and stuff. She grabs the snow globe and dives through the door. Fight before all that. 
the entire room that they're in turns into uh, like a big spider, a spider web. web. Yeah. So she's trapped on it and she's trying to quietly move up the web because um in a scuffle she had uh ripped the the spider witch's eyes out which were buttons so she can't yes. see oh yeah well, I don't think all, their whole the whole like world is crumbly yeah like things are falling apart yeah yeah because she's not keeping up the illusion anymore yeah but um she's every time she moves on the spider web you know she can feel the vibration so she goes after her and stuff but she makes it out and then we're back at the doorway where she throws the cat at the at the witch yeah oh um, man and she gets, when she climbs back in the the like portal like hallway and the ghost kids help her shut the door yeah yeah, oh, they're man. pushing on the door and they're like, go, go, go. My heart. Yeah. But she makes it out back to the real world, locks that door. And, and uh, she thinks everything's come through the. Yeah, she thinks everything's, uh, she thinks everything's great, but then one of the metal like needle hands like broke off in the hallway and like digs its way like out from under the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what comes into play now, Doug? Well, she has the key to unlock the door and lock yeah. the door. And apparently there's only one. So she's going to march out to that well and throw it down the well. So yep. no one can get it. But the needle spider is following her and stops her. But um, I'm like falling asleep. What happens now? I mean, why becomes why be? Yeah, and saves the day. Smashes well, that hand. She also kind of saves the day for him too. This is true. He saves her, but then gets in trouble. She saves him. They smash the the needle spider and the key, throw him down in the well, yep. lock it back up. In the end, all the neighbors are gardening together, and Wabi brings his grandmother to the Yeah, and you find out that house. her twin sister was one of those ghost kids. Yep. And all the kids get their eyes back, and Coraline gets her gloves that she wanted from her mom. It's a nice, it's a nice happy Things ending. Are looking up. Mm-hmm. Never mind the horror that you've just experienced. Yeah. Well, just you know, it goes to show you don't, you know, don't take your parents for granted. Don't take your life for granted. And if something seems perfect, it's probably not. Yeah. I love this movie. I too love this movie. It's really good. I think we 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 painted just broad strokes, but um, you gotta watch all the, these this animation, especially like um, that cedar shit. There's just so much going on, and a lot of fucking love went into this movie. 
Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of this movie of, of the other Leica movies. As I said, I, I, I love that they're carrying that torch for, for stop motion animation and like innovating and like pushing it, you know, into the future and like doing incredible things with it. Um, it's just, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Really glad we watched it. Yeah. Highly suggest you watch it, show it to your friends and family, your kids. Let us know what they think. CarpenterRantsPod at gmail.com. They have trouble going to sleep that night? Tell us. Grayson didn't, but he went right to bed, no problem. But he was definitely. I, I could totally see, you know, some kids having a hard time with this one. It's a dark ass movie. It's spooky, dude. The monsters are scary, and like the, the imagery is very haunting and it's it's freaky yeah a lot of details too i mean if uh i want to watch it again because i picked up on some stuff this is the first time i've seen it and i I picked up on some stuff i want to go back and see what other things i picked up on um like uh before i even saw the ghost kids when they were in the the button world there's pictures of children on the wall and you know Coraline's their only kid and I was like who the fuck are these kids it's the ghost kids yep and just shit like that you know yeah just want to go back through and see what no, I it, pick up it demands repeat viewings there's tons of there's tons of detail like all throughout it's really good mm-hmm. and you know with like a, a medium like this it's just everything is intentional every single thing oh yeah well it's very cool i'm so glad we watched this yeah that's a good one all right well that's Coraline. uh that's our first reanimated movie um let us know what you thought about Coraline. And uh, how you feel about stop motion in general. You got a favorite? Let us know. Um, All right. uh, Next week, uh, we are going to tackle another animated uh, horror film. Do we know what we're watching next week? Sure do. We're going with my pick. And we're going to go to some straightforward, just old school good times. We're going to watch Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Nice. Hell yeah. I'm excited. I've only seen it this once. Time the monsters are real. Zoinks. Mm-hmm. And I'm a gigantic Scooby-Doo fan, so I can see y'all hating this. <laughs> but I'm No, like, I've seen it. Oh, I like it. one part where um I love this movie. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, I've seen it. I like it. I used to love, oh, excuse me, sorry. I used to love, love, love Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Oh, I still um, do. I still watch it. What's, what was the, I used to like the the new Scooby-Doo movies that had like Batman the and like. stars. Yeah. yeah, Don Knotts and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, 13 Ghosts, Scooby-Doo, dude, named Scooby-Doo. I loved What's 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Mystery Inc., which is a phenomenal series. Highly, highly <clears throat> recommend that one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm a Scooby Doo fan. I'm down with the, I'm down with the do. <laughs> you can't not talk spooky animation and talk about Scooby Doo. Yeah, you can't. Well, all right. I mean, well, that'll could, be fun. But... I'm excited to watch it again. Yeah. And another movie Bobby I can Island next week. And another movie I can throw on with my five year old. It'll be great. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I don't have any horn shoe for this week. Does anybody have any recommends? You know, I sure don't. Nope. Me either. Oh, you know what I'm gonna recommend? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna recommend getting fucking vaccinated. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. There you go. And wearing a goddamn mask. That's a good yeah, recommendation. Let's oh, you know what? It's all behind us, folks. Let's do it. I'm going to recommend uh, Coraline, the novel by Neil Gaiman. It's good. If you like the movie, you'll like the book. It's very spooky. Is the book the book is like darker, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's a short book, maybe like 120 pages or something, maybe less. It's like the size of a good goosebumps. Okay. Um, yeah, but you should get vaccinated. I would maybe don't drink like sheep dewormer or horse dewormer. Yeah. You know. Or do, but stay home. Yeah. That was ugly. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Please, God. Help us. Help us. <sighs> it's so right. funny. It's so funny. That these people, episode. It's so funny. These people just pump their bodies full of anything except the medicine that we made to fight the thing. At Pfizer's FDA approved, folks. For some food for thought there. Yeah, just just do it. It is it's your choice. But we're hoping you go fucking get it. (laughs) I saw a meme that said everyone who got the first polio vaccine in 1798 is dead now. Makes you think, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I said 1978, but I meant 1798. (laughs) You said 1798. Okay, I don't know. I'm half asleep. Everyone who got the polio vaccine in 2011 is dead now. Huh? Huh? Riddle me that, Batman. You don't know what crazy shit these motherfuckers will be posting, dude. Jesus is my vaccine. He came in me. (laughs) That's a real card that's going around on the internet that people carry with them in their pocket. People and they don't so get that fucked up, man. We're so fucking fucked up. It is. <laughs> God, I, I rewatched Cough and Flop earlier, just earlier today. <laughs> I didn't do fucking shit. I didn't rig shit. I didn't do this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When 
and then they're mad at me because I showed a few naked dead bodies with their spread blue butt cheeks falling out of coffins. Really? Busting out of shit wouldn't hit the same. <laughs> Coffin flop is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. They told me that at a dinner. At a dinner. <laughs> I rewatched once uh once Bob once Bob Odenkirk was alive and well, and I was happy to learn that he was okay. I rewatched that sketch that he's in too, where he's talking about how he owns every type of classic car. And it's just fucking hilarious. God, what's the, what's that show called again? I think you should leave. I think you should leave, man. It's so funny. This world's so fucking fucked up. <laughs> I'll kill That's Carpenter you. Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> We're on Facebook and Twitter. No one uses the Twitter. I meant Instagram. We're on Twitter, but we don't do anything with it. Grants <laughs> podcast and follow us and like us all that good shit. Uh, if we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcasts and anywhere else you find a podcast, subscribe, share it, appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Yep. I'm gonna try to glide this burning helicopter into the field <laughs> here. Next week, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah, we'll try not to be asleep. Yeah, until then, uh, we've been the nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Keep on ranting. We did it. Thank you for listening to The Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. TDR's great!